a new earth began to form beneath our feet, volcanic ashes filled the air. Sulfuric particles embedded themselves into our hair, onto our skin and tongues. My mouth was coated in ashes. My lungs were processing the particles alongside the grief of so many things passing, burning too quickly for my heart to comprehend. I found these notes and postings I had written during the first month of the eruption. A reading from The Luminary Journey, Lessons from a Volcano in Creating a Healing Center and Becoming the Leader You Were Born to Be by Darshan Mendoza, who is our special guest today on the Embody podcast. She says, Once you accept the visions and mission arising from within you, dear luminary, if you haven't already experienced the quickening, your life will accelerate beyond your imagination. It will not kill you, although parts of the journey will entail many deaths of old identities and belief systems. It will awaken you. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embody Podcast a show about remembering and embodying your true nature, inner wisdom, embodied healing, and self-love. My name is Candice Wu, and I'm a holistic healing facilitator, intuitive coach, and artist sharing my personal journey of vulnerability, offering meditations and guided healing support, and having co-creative conversations with healers and wellness practitioners from all over the world. This episode is sponsored by listeners like you who support the podcast. Specifically today, I want to speak about the personal meditations that I offer. The personal meditations are designed intuitively just for you based on a couple of words that you offer me or a sentence of what you desire in your life or are having struggles with or challenges with or want to grow into. And I create a 10 to 20 minute healing experience or meditation for you to practice on your own and send that to you as an audio file that you can download and listen to that is personal just to you. And that personal meditation can be received with a donation contribution of your choice or uh, the suggested amount that's found on my website. And all that money goes to support the production of the podcast behind the scenes and all the time, energy, and love that is put into it by me and those who support the editing process and publishing process. You can find all that information at candiswu.com slash support. Previously, all of that support was on a Patreon page. And in this next month, all of that's going to be shifting over to my website so that more of your Um, dollars and cents can go towards direct contribution to the podcast and other offerings that I put out there. Thank you so much for your consideration and for those of you who already contribute and donate and for all of the loving feedback that I receive about the podcast, questions that I get, and uh, other comments and connections. I'm so grateful. And another note before we jump into the podcast with Darshan today is that the Embody podcast now has transcribed episodes. Almost all of the episodes are now transcribed and they're on the website. So each of the links that you connect with, for example, this one at candiswu.com slash Darshan or candiswu.com slash podcast where all the podcasts are listed 
The transcripts are right below where you will listen to that episode. For those of you who'd rather read the episode or want to find something within the episode that you saw that you wanted to reconnect with, find the transcription. The experientials are also going to be transcribed, but those have not been um, done yet. And they're going to be started from uh, the last episode in this last couple of weeks going backwards. So before long, those will also be set up as blog posts where you can access that and tune into those experientials by reading the words and instructions. So I hope you enjoy that and find that helpful and also a way that you can digest whatever is really here for you to digest and peacefully and lovingly release the rest. So now let's jump into the episode today with Darshan. I'm really happy to have her here on the podcast today. I began to just notice Darshan's work on Facebook and notice that we both had family constellations in common. And when I realized that she lived in Hawaii and uh, wrote a book about lessons and experience around the volcano erupting in 2018, I just, I was so interested and uh, love what she's doing with her retreat center, which she is uh, shifting and closing this chapter and stepping into something new as we speak. But uh, I'm thrilled to have her here today on the podcast talking about the lessons that she received from the volcano being in the volcano itself, talking about her spiritual name and the names that we are given and what they mean, as well as connecting with the Hopi saying that we are the ones we've been hoping for. Darshan is the spiritual director of Akuaha, a healing retreat in Volcano, Hawaii, and she curates personalized journeys of healing, transformation, and visionary incubation for her guests and clients for planetary transformation. She recently launched the Luminary Journey, a new moon to new moon program and residency where luminaries birth their visions in a holistic and embodied way into the world. Darshan was born in Manila, Philippines, and moved to Chicago with her family at the age of seven and graduated with a political science and minors in English and philosophy degree. She explored the world of law as a student at John Marshall Law School and creative writing at Columbia College Chicago and has worked as a paralegal journalist and editor before her spontaneous kundalini awakening, which led her onto a healer's path. And soon enough, the ancestors of Hawaii called her to the Big Island where she began an accelerated decade-long mystery school, where she learned from wisdom keepers from the Philippines, Hawaii, India, Tibet, the Blackfoot and Navajo nations, Burkina Faso, Nigeria, Mexico, Japan, China, New Zealand, the bioenergetics quantum field, and the kundalini yoga and meditation lineage. So the simplest way to describe Darshan is that of a visionary, healer, and teacher. She's committed to anchor in heaven on earth by creating healing centers, which are visionary incubation labs and schools all over the world, supporting luminaries and discovering their genius and sharing it with the world. As a gift to all listeners today, she's offering the advanced reader copy of her book, The Luminary Journey which you heard an excerpt from at the beginning of the episode. It's a beautiful book. 
And it's lovely for anybody who is experiencing themselves in a new way and wants to heal or wants to set forth on a path of a vision that they have. Whether you call yourself a luminary or not, you might be one. And you can find all that at candisu.com slash darshan. Just a heads up, at the very end of the episode, on my side of the conversation, things start to sound a little bit chaotic or with interference. Maybe it was the amazing energy that was feeding through and just making my technology go crazy because that sometimes happens when I'm online with people. But also maybe just some stuff was popping up on my computer or it was overheating. So I apologize for the interference on my side of the conversation. And I hope you enjoy the conversation nonetheless. So let's jump into this episode with Darshan. Well, it's really wonderful to have you here today, Darshan. You're here all the way connecting with me from Hawaii. Yes. Hi. I'm so honored to be here. Really, really excited for this conversation. Oh, it's fabulous. It's coming at such a wonderful time because you just released your book. Mm-hmm. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. It's really surreal. <laughs> and I, I, as I was saying in our just private conversation that this is going to be like the first time I'm actually talking about it. So yeah. it's going to be grounding and magical and I'm just really honored and grateful. I'm just so, so grateful that you are here with me and uh, we get to share what what comes of this conversation. And I thought about, you know, how do I start this conversation? And what I um, read in your book was about your name, Darshan. Uh Uh And yes, and it means (laughs) vision of the divine. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that word through Vedic studies. Mm-hmm. Through Ayurveda, yoga, Sanskrit, um, and I've always loved that word. Uh, it's mm-hmm. also uh, my my yoga teacher created a center called the Darshan Center. Oh wow! That's the first time I had heard of it. Yeah, right. So when I saw you on Facebook and began learning about your work, and now that I've written, uh, not written. Maybe that's a Freudian slip, written a book. <laughs> I think you are going to be writing a book. <laughs> well, I kind of wish I'd written your book, but... No, be, it's recorded. But I only wish I wrote yeah, my book. Yeah. You said it. Oops. It is now in the works. <laughs> ah! But um, now that I've read your book, mm-hmm. Vision of the Divine is exactly mm. how I would describe you and the oh, work wow. you're doing. Mm. Yeah, it's... In hindsight, now, when I think about the last, you know, 12, 13 years since I received the name and started Mm -hmm. using it, I realized that that name has actually called me forward, like my true purpose and my gift forward that I didn't know was my gift 13 years ago, you know? And um, in the book, I did, I do talk about the story of how I decided to take that name and this amazing super magical couple just showing up at a store that I was managing and basically telling me that I had it backwards. Cause I thought, Oh my gosh, that's such a, it's such a sacred name and there's so much responsibility in that. And that's too big for me and there's no way I can take it. And so I was vibing that belief 
for a few weeks. And then Mm -hmm. they just walked in, you know, and we didn't know each other up until that day. And she asked me what my name was. And I said, Beverly, which was my birth name. And she just looked at me with this (laughs) super clarity and almost like amusement in her heart and said, oh, I'm sorry, but that's not your name. You know, and for some stranger, (laughs) right, to say that, um, I, you know, I was just really sort of shocked in that moment, but I felt the truth of what she was saying in my, in my heart, my body. I was super awake, like super aware and um, connected to her words. And then she just explained, you know, it's really about taking the name and letting the name reset our vibration and call us forward. And that was it. It was such a simple Mm, thing she was saying. She wasn't trying to convince me of anything. Um, She was just sharing her truth. And it was such a message for me. You know, and soon after that, probably a week or two, I took the name and I started saying it like, yeah, this is my name and explaining it. And, you know, fast forward to now, I'm realizing one of the gifts that really surfaced from that is that when I meet people and listen to people's stories, I really hear and can clearly see the genius in people you know, what their gifts are. Mm. Mm. Um, and so, th- and that's really seeing the divine in, in people. Yeah. You know, so I get it. I'm like, oh my God, right. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I ran into that couple. I'm so glad I was open enough and ready enough to receive that divine message. And I listened, you know, and um, yeah. Yeah, it's such a gift. I'm, I'm so grateful for that name. She really saw you mm-hmm. that day because like, Beverly you said no. <laughs> Be- you know what Beverly means? Have you have you ever no, heard what, what does Be- it mean? So Beverly means hardworking beaver in a dam. What? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and like I think about it, you're like yeah, I totally hustled. You know, I hustled. I was a hard worker. Oh. I still am. You know, uh-huh. but. That doesn't completely define, I think, where I I am evolving to as a human, you know? So, I mean, I'll take it. It's part of me. Yeah. Right? I still vibe it. My dad's the one who chose it, and I honor him for choosing it. But it's like there's something more that I'm evolving into, you know? I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) From from beaver to, um, yeah, divine sight. It's awesome. I'll take it. Oh, my gosh. Right? That's definitely an expansion. (laughs) 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 But I loved that you owned it at at some point, you know, and and started feeling it shift you and you shift it in Mm -hmm. a sense that is just you're stepping into this part of you that Mm -hmm. was already coming alive. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe that time and space is a simultaneous event. So sort of everything is happening simultaneously. And it just really depends on what frequency we're tapping into. So that's, you know, that also includes our names, right? So different Mm -hmm. parts of our Mm -hmm. lifetime, there's certain names that we really connect to or words that even describe us that we use to describe ourselves. 
right? So sometimes we have nicknames and like our real names and professional names and spiritual names and all kinds of things that we really connect to. And then there's also the words that we use to describe who we are. And words are powerful to me. I feel like they carry such magic, you know, so it's important to know and to be conscious and mindful about what words and syllables and sounds we are connecting to and using frequently, Mm -hmm. you know, to describe who we are. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that vibration you're speaking to, it's not just, well, it's magical, right? What Mm -hmm. you're saying is there's a magic to the sound, the words, there's a magic to what, what we call ourselves and Mm -hmm. who we say we are. And at the same time, magic, uh, maybe there's a quality, let me know what you think. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a quality of unknown or mystery there. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we also know that sound has vibration itself. Like vibration isn't, you know, magical isn't something we can't grasp. It's very tangible. In a grounded way. Yeah, Yeah. it's very tangible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for um, noting that. I do love to talk about names because I had my nickname was Jingai, which was completely made up. It was like a sound that I must have laughed at when I was a child. And my grandfather made that up. And then it became my name that everyone called me. You know, so even that I still get called all of these different names just depending on where I am and who I'm with. So that's always really fun, too. (laughs) That is. Yeah. 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 I I have that experience, too, being Mm -hmm. Chinese-American. What were your names? My, like, when I was younger, I was Mm -hmm. called Candy. Oh, wow. (laughs) Candy. Yeah. And I know. And it came through because my mom wanted, she was called that at some point for no reason other than she liked it. Oh, really? And. Yeah, and her name doesn't have anything. Her name is Yukleng. Oh, and then okay. sometimes she calls herself Bo, so it has nothing to wow. do with her name, right. really. Um, and then that name, that nickname, crept its way into just a few people into mm. high school that mm. somehow caught on to that or hurt my family, or I don't even know. They made it right. up. It's not wild <laughs> how that happens. Yeah, and, and I don't know really feel that identified with that name at all Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then my chinese name is yan yan oh really yeah yan yan and i really like it Mm -hmm. and it's interesting i've told this story a few times probably just once on the podcast Mm -hmm. but uh, my brother's name is chadwick and his uh chinese name is chatwai and oh, my sister's wow. name is Lauren, right? And her uh-huh. Chinese name is Lot Yi. Uh-huh. And I was one day thinking to my mom, like I was first born, how did this happen with my name? <laughs> and everyone else has a name that sounds similar to their English uh-huh. name. <laughs> what went on with me? <laughs> and she said, well, I thought it would be easy for you to write. Oh so my god! The same sound <laughs> twice. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. I was gosh. like, "Really, mom? Thanks for the faith," you know. <laughs> or, and and at the same time, I was like, "Well, thanks for the ease too." Right. You know? Right. Oh. Um, but then so she funny. said, "Well, 
right? She said, well, it actually means double happiness. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. So then That's I became, great. then I came to some more appreciation. For yeah. And would you say thing. that's the frequency and vibration of you? That's a great question. And I haven't really thought about mm-hmm. that. And it just fits here. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. my Chinese name has a stronger vibration of me than my English name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I still very much vibe with my English name. Yeah. You do both. Yeah. Yeah. That's the wholeness of you. That's great. Yeah. It's almost like your Chinese name is this secret, secret power you have. Ooh. You know, it's like your, <laughs> your superhero power. Yeah. And oftentimes, especially in Chinese culture, you know, that tends to be secret. It's like you don't say that out loud too often. It's like it's weaved right. within you. But then you've got your like world name that you walk around with. You know, we yeah. were just talking about this yesterday. It was so fascinating about names. I was talking to actually a Chinese woman and how she named her daughter. And her daughter used to love to reveal what her middle name was to everyone. And then now that she's becoming a teenager, she's shy about it. And I said, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if it's shy. I think she just realizes how powerful it is. And maybe mm-hmm. she's just, she, she like subconsciously knows that she needs to keep it like sacred as her like power name. Whoa. You know? And we all oh. we all got chicken skin. We're like, yes. <laughs> because her daughter's <laughs> so wise. Her daughter's so bright and wise. Oh, that wow. it's I don't think it's about like shame or, you know, embarrassment, but, like the teenage stuff. I really think right. she like really knows in her wisdom. Like, oh, this is too powerful to just say. Right. And you know. being a child and just being so out with it. Yeah. Expressive of it. And then there's a threshold where we start to be so aware of mm-hmm. the world around us. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I really appreciate this conversation. Yeah, me I, too. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think about, I've had this conversation in grad school with a few friends mm-hmm. who had shifted their name to i guess the best way to put it is a more americanized version uh-huh. yeah definitely right? a, mm-hmm. a palatable version to american english mm-hmm. and um and when i said well what's your real name how do you really say it mm-hmm. from what your birth name was there's just so much more to them that comes through it's not wild yeah it's i it's, love that it brings it brings all that wisdom of what where it came from. Absolutely, yeah. I I love it too when I meet folks who later on in their lives take on their original name mm-hmm. that's in their language. That mm-hmm. too is such a rite of passage, you know. Um, oh, very much. Yeah. So it, it is. It's super important and you know darshan darshan's not in the philippine culture or language you know since we know it's sanskrit so that too i was like you know i had to really think about am i dishonoring my culture if i take this name and or appropriating another culture you know but Mm -hmm. i just really sat with how it was given to me and the messages that were coming after that the people that were coming to to sort of reflect to me that this was such a gift, you know? Mm. And then yeah. 
so I took it and I really reconciled anything that I had just some worries about. I reconciled that. And then what was wild was um, probably a decade later after I took the name, I was attending a mystery school in Joshua Tree. It's a school that I've been going to since my 20s. And I was sitting next to this Chinese woman and we were just having lunch and she looks at me and she says, I know you're part Chinese. I said, I am. And she says, you know, your name Dashin means big mountain mm. to, to, in Chinese. And she wrote it for me. And um, the symbols were beautiful. I still have it written on like, I think a napkin or something. And, um, and that makes sense now too. Because yes. I live on, you know, I live in the longest mountain in the world. And I'm also very much um, connected and honor the biggest mountain in the world, which is Mauna Awakea here in the Big Island. Um, so that too was a really special moment to learn more about what that name means in Chinese. And then, you know, it was monumental because I thought oh, that's what it, I can connect to the Chinese part of me. Mm, like I oh, get it I get that yeah. you know like that's so good that's part of my actual DNA and culture oh yes yeah and the the symbols are uh for in Cantonese it would be Daisan 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 yeah yeah wow but I think she's speaking Mandarin yeah Daishan. yeah yeah and the symbols are basic Really and elemental. Oh, Absolutely. Wow. They're just it's like alchemy. Very basic um, strokes and simple, simple in its character. Wow. Which not all Chinese symbols are. Right. Characters are. So that just feels so, that feels like you too. You know, there's this elemental quality of getting mm. to the essence of who you are. And supporting other people in doing oh that. Oh my gosh, Candace, thank you. You just gave me a huge puzzle piece oh, right now. Because I had never heard great. it in Cantonese. And that's where my great grandma my great grandmother spoke Cantonese. Oh really? Yeah, and she's a mystery. <laughs> she's a total mystery to us because Is she, is yeah. she the one who would have is was possibly in a circus? Yes. Oh so like tell, she tell is us about that. Oh my gosh. So sh what I know of my great grandmother and I actually so blessed, but when I was born, I got to spend four years with her. She was still alive when I was born. Mm. Um, and her name that she chose for herself was Carmen Ketty. And we have no idea where she found that name. Um, but she was known to be, um, to have moved to the Philippines because she was fleeing an arranged marriage. And that's mm. all we know. And all we know is she was a stowaway on a boat. Um, and she just chose the boat because she needed to run away. And she had no idea that it was going to land in the Philippines. And it landed Whoa. in the Philippines. Right. And there's, she, you know, she's this beautiful woman and she's walking off the boat. And my great grandfather, Victorino, saw her and immediately, immediately was drawn to her and then just asked her to move in with him and his sister. Oh my goodness. Isn't that wild? She sounds like she has had this giant trust for life. Absolutely. Or had to. Like, and she sounds she, like an absolutely 
just um, magical being, you know, that has quite a history and she's a bit revolutionary and uh, she had yeah. her secrecy made it so much more intriguing because she refused to talk about anything in her past. And, but she, like what she exhibited as this woman and mother and grandmother and great grandmother was she was just so forward thinking and wow. just so sovereign. Like she didn't care what anyone thought or anything. <laughs> and my mom would tell me, cause she took care of my mom and her, t her nine siblings, you know, after school that they would come home and she'd be like, brewing all kinds of different medicinal things and stews and oh, I teas love it. <laughs> and people would be over talking very um passionately in Cantonese and she'd have her own crew like over at the house almost talking like uh, about revolutionary things oh. uh, but no one understood <laughs> like it. none of the kids understood <laughs> what she was saying and she was just a tough woman, like any bullies that would, you know, bully my mom and her sisters. She would literally like mm -hmm. chase them down on the street with a knife in her hand. Oh, she's hilarious. To just be really oh, my goodness. tough. Yeah. So yeah. when we recently found out that perhaps she was um, in a circus because we found a book written about our family. And so all of us started reading it over Christmas break because we had a big reunion this past year and all of us were reading it. And then when that, when we all got to that part, everyone had their own, you know, responses to it. But I was just, I, I knew in my heart, like that was probably true. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Cause I'm like, that explains it. It explains why I am who I am perhaps. You know, oh, that too. Like, just how does this, it explain? I don't know. I just imagine yeah. her being just so adventurous in her life and like really open to the mystical and open mm -hmm. to magic. And I haven't quite found an ancestor or a relative that's like that. Oh, so I always wonder. I'm like, I wonder where I got that from you know yeah yeah so i feel i feel her presence through you if yeah that's who she is and it does feel like that is who she is yeah like somebody who could be you know hanging out with tigers and like just the yeah the magicians and oddballs and people on the fringe of society and, you know and that it all it all <laughs> works yeah you know that it's all in the magic of right. everything. It's it, like normal. Right. It's normal. <laughs> to her. It's totally yes. normal. Like who knows what she would have done in the circus. But it's such a big clue. And someday I really want to follow it and find out more. Because I think you can now that you know, you know, you can look up circuses around that time. Yeah. Around that area. I think we, we can totally. It's the clue that she must have given us from wherever she's journeying now. And. It's something that we could follow, you know, because mm. that's a big one. It's a big one. I mean, China is it a big freaking country. There's a lot of Chinese people. It's like, how am I ever going to find out? And we don't know her real name. How are we going to find out who she is? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Her life. So. Well, hearing about her and what, what you're saying that she is a big piece of the puzzle of who you are mm -hmm. and shines this light on who you are. It makes sense. And I want to read a piece of your book 
Oh, okay. Where this really does shine through, mm. you know, this adventure and this trusting mm. of whatever's coming your way. Let's see, which piece will I read? <laughs> <laughs> While you're looking, I'm going to sip my coconut water. Sounds good. So I'd like to read two, two snippets okay. from your book, The Luminary Journey. Lessons from a Volcano in Creating a Healing Center and Becoming the Leader You Were Born to Be. May 26, 2018. Barely slept and felt something coming. Earthquakes and explosion on the daily. New earth ash in my mouth and on my skin. We're becoming new humans. Something is happening within. What a primal existence. Each of us getting shaken. Each of us letting go. Tutu is creating. This is life on a volcano. And mm. mm. this second segment, a new earth began to form beneath our feet. Volcanic ashes filled the air. Sulfuric particles embedded themselves into our hair, onto our skin and tongues. My mouth was coated in ashes. My lungs were processing the particles alongside the grief of so many things passing, burning too quickly for my heart to comprehend. Mm. Ooh, I can feel, mm-hmm. feel yeah. something as I read that. Yeah, that brings tears to my eyes for sure. I can remember how I felt last year. It's, it's wild to me that this was just last year. I know. Me too. And then, you know, everything since the eruptions have really accelerated in my life. And I think in the collective here, you know, from what Mm -hmm. I've gathered as I've been traveling this year too. So I think our timelines sped up. Mm. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was such a powerful time. When I read these parts of your book in the very beginning, it was just like, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine what this really would be like. I love how you described it so viscerally, like mm. how your body experienced it. Yeah, what are the tears in your eyes? Mm-hmm. What do you feel? There's just this gratitude. Because I think since then, my experience, you know, being on this island and um, it's such a different energy now. It really does feel like the new earth. And, you know, we've been hearing about the new earth, right? And this new paradigm, I think, especially if you're on the spiritual path and you've been traveling the path of healing and understanding who you are, understanding what your gifts are in the world. And understanding your role in creating with people um, what you're here to create and share and be of service with. You know, that whole journey we hear from our elders and our teachers that we are moving towards, you know, golden age or a new earth. There's different words for it, but we understand not just intellectually 
that there's a great shift happening. We're seeing it and experiencing it every moment now. And it seems like it's so much more prevalent, but I think it's also because we have access to see this live through social media and the internet and we're so connected. And so, you know, it's, it's wild to have heard about this throughout our journeys of awakening and transformation and then to be in it, to literally be so um, immersed in the actual shift, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's what was so viscerally moving about this whole year since the eruptions began May 3rd. You know, it's like, I want, you know, you just kind of want to walk around and be like, oh my God, you guys, it's happening. Like, we're really in it. (laughs) It's no longer like a prophecy. You know, we are the prophecy and we are the children of the prophecy. Right. And we are, you know, like the Hopi elder had said in, in that very famous poem and incantation, you know, we are the ones that we've been waiting for. Like, this is it. Mm-hmm. And this is the time. And so when I recognized that last year, it was um, almost like you just see a movie of your life and all the teachers and all the lessons. And all the things start to really align to show you, okay, these are some of the things that you still have to let go of and learn and transform from and heal. And then here is what's calling you forward. Here are the gifts that are just waiting for you to own and share. You know, and here are the people, Mm -hmm. like the essence of the people that are calling you forward to serve their visions and dreams too and play your role and so all of that was happening while you know physically the earth was literally destroying and creating and so we're just we're so connected right and so on a macro level that was happening on this global earth stage and then on such a micro level internally that was happening too so it was it was, it's mm-hmm. literally the most sacred time I've ever experienced in my life so far, you know? And so to mm. think about it now and to just hear, you know, that what I wrote on May 26 or whatever d- day that was, but just to hear mm-hmm. how um, I was feeling then, knowing that something was shifting and we are becoming new humans on this new earth. You know, our paradigms are shifting and we are ascending with this earth. Um, And to like physically feel it blew my mind. And now, you know, a year later, looking back, like, oh my gosh, we, yeah, we totally shifted paradigms. And the way we're, we're becoming new humans, it's really just we're embodying more of our divinity. Oof. You know, that's what it is. We are understanding that we are gods and goddesses walking on this earth. And through our actions and through the love that we emit, we are ushering in heaven on earth. That's how it's going to be done. It's going to be through us. It's not going to like descend upon us and we're not going to ascend to it. You know, it's, I, f- I feel it kind of like a Taurus 
where it's literally coming through mm-hmm. us, you know? Um, mm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's wild because it's no longer intellectual. Mm-hmm. It is super embodied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can see the artifacts because it's ashes, literal ashes. There were ashes f- literally f- falling from the sky. There were um, these really amazing blobs of lava that was filled with air. So it was very light. There were these green wow. olivine crystals falling from the sky. And there was what people call here um, Pele's hair. But it's these glass, very thin glass particles, you know, um, bursting wow. out of the volcano, but also falling down from the sky. Um, mm. So it was very elemental. Sulfur is a huge part of alchemy. It's it's energy. And we were covered in it, you know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So it was like it was actually an al- alchemical thing that was going on. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's why tears, tears, because it's just so profound, you know, when you're watching birth, uh, you know, child's birth, when you're watching someone die and transform into the next life, when you're watching just the genius of life, that kind of awe, like that's how it feels, right? Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't even imagine that experience. What's wild is I think we all got it. Like, I honestly (laughs) felt so connected to everyone on the planet that knew what was happening here. And I know people were connecting to us. You know, I know folks were feeling it um, because I happened to, like, just, I don't know, I was just, asked to travel a lot this year so i got to connect with a lot of people and even during the actual eruptions like within two weeks i um was brought out to seattle to connect with tom kenyon and he did an amazing sort of weekend workshop and i wasn't sure why i was signed up for this months ago and when the eruptions were happening, I thought, oh my gosh, this is the worst time to be leaving the island right now. But oh, I have to. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm super called to go. Mm. And so I showed up and I, then I'm sitting in this, you know, Hilton or something, some hotel waiting for him to get on the stage. And and I was thinking, what am I doing here? All I can think about what was going on at home. And then he gets on the stage and he says, you know, normally I I would just start chanting right now. Um and introducing you all to the Hathor star nation. Um, and I'll just do it through frequency. But he said, I had a dream last night and um, the goddess Pele came to me. And as many mm. of you know, the um, the big island is erupting right now. It's literally new earth is coming out. And he said, um, the people on the island are transforming a lot for the whole planet. Like we're all in it together and they're doing it right now. Um, but we can so support them and connect to that because it's happening to us too. And he said, she wants me, this is the goddess. She wants me to chant for her. So then he just started chanting for her and playing the drum for about 45 minutes. 
And I just wow. sat there and I looked around. Everyone was crying just like me. And I was shaking, like just pure on just vibrating. And I felt like he was attuning and she was attuning us through him. And I was just in awe. I thought, oh my God, it's happening. Like this is, <laughs> this is super Here's it's another happening. Moment. It's yeah. happening. <laughs> it's happening. And everyone, we're all getting rebirthed. It makes sense that the earth is rebirthing herself. She's ascending. And for us to be on this planet, we are too. You know, in all the small ways and, and also the big ways that we're being called to do that in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And even, you know, what was wild when I, another like sort of red flag indicator that this is really happening, <laughs> you know, was, um, mm-hmm. It was on social media a lot. People captured it. But Fox News actually, you know, was covering the eruptions. I mean, everyone was covering the eruptions and the media. But their covering of it was, you know, they were talking about the lava and um, all the evacuees and all the houses that were being covered. But then there was at the bottom of their screen, there was this ticker moving, Mm -hmm. you know, and it actually said the goddess Pele is erupting yeah on the big island of hawaii and i knew i'm like this is the ushering in look at look at what fox news is talking about you know she made it on fox news i know (laughs) she did (laughs) whoever she got through to right it's so awesome so yeah that was also like wonderful to see yeah just well and yeah. Wait, go ahead. No, just to see the medicine and how sh- how it just Ugh. spread exponentially through through the planet, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's a really I guess key part to everything you're saying. Everything you're about is this shifting from just seeing things as the concrete in this case devastation. Mm the way you know some people can see mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. i imagine it was devastating on many levels mm-hmm. uh but that it doesn't end there it didn't mm-hmm. end there for you and for the people mm-hmm. that were experiencing it and for the people you were connecting with it was it was a spiritual message it was mm-hmm. many pieces of transformation coming through that w- was be- that were being felt mm-hmm. and Absolutely. You were receiving Absolutely. the information, the, the wisdom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's so humbling and it's so empowering at the same time. You know, we're all in it and, and we are stewards for sure. And the ascension of the earth is interconnected with our growth, transformation, healing, and ascension. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You said that life was accelerating pretty quickly now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the events. Absolutely. Um, oh. I didn't think I was going to write a book this year. You know, um, hmm. I also, on a personal level, I'm getting divorced, moving, you know, just shifting in relationship. Um, and I also feel that this role that I'm stepping into is really catapulting me um, 
to just show up on this level where I, I feel that I'm being called to support people um, who have a vision and dream. And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be creating a healing center. Although I feel that everything we do now as humanity, as we are awakening, is healing and transformative. And that's sort of the, the new baseline of what we are all being asked to create in this world. Right. So, but I do mm -hmm. feel that I am here to help support midwife bring into reality and manifest all of these visions that luminaries are having. And because we're all, we're all connecting to that, to certain frequencies, you know, which is the next paradigm or the new paradigm, right? And these heavenly, very harmonious and awakened ways of living on earth. So everyone's getting the download that they're supposed to get and they're becoming, everyone's, you know, mm -hmm. being tapped to be vessels for it. Mm, so yeah. I feel like that's um, how my life is accelerating. And one of the biggest things that I know I can do is I can help people open up schools and temples and eco villages and healing centers, because that's been my experience the last five years here. And, um, and really like the last 15 years, you know, of getting the idea and then just letting it transform my life so I can be a vessel for it. And so, yeah, I feel like that's going to be accelerating too. Um, I'm being called to create another center. I'm being called to transfer what we've created here in Volcano into a, the next steward who I believe is going to be creating a mystery school here for children. Um, that's mm -hmm. just been recent, you know, oh, a wow. recent development. So there's a yeah. lot of movement and um, it's exciting. You know, that I've just really been exciting. Yeah. I've been tapped to help a woman here create a temple for the bees as well. Oh, I know. It's so exciting. Oh, and we need there's, the bees. Um, oh yeah. And I get mm -hmm. it now. I'm like, oh, okay, this is so exciting because yes, the new earth is here. We're on it. You know, it's been infused in our DNA. We all swallowed it last year, you know, in some way <laughs> or the other. And now, yeah. now it's time to create what, um, what wants to be created in harmony and in support of life and this earth, right? And each other. And that's like, it's really happening. Sometimes I got to pinch myself, you know, and be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really awake. This isn't a dream. You know, this is reality as we know it. And this is really happening. I learned recently to, to check all the time if this is a dream or not, because I'm also learning yeah. how to dream in my sleeping hours in a very awakened and lucid way. So sometimes... Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you wake up within a dream and you, you think you're awake, but you're still really dreaming and stuff. So I have right. this thing where I poke my hand. And apparently if you're dreaming, there's nothing solid there. Like your finger may go through your hand if you're dreaming. But nice. if you're awake, it'll hit your flesh and bone and muscles, and tendons. So I do that often. I'm like walking around poking my hand. I'm like, okay, no, this is, I'm, I'm awake. So like these decisions are going to have consequences and stuff. So I'm going <laughs> to keep poking my hand. 
Yeah, but it's kind of cool, you know, to That's live hilarious. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if I'll say her name correctly. Anatosh Fu. Oh, Anatosh. Did you did you know yeah. Anatosh? No. You didn't get I to didn't. meet her. Mm-hmm. But have you heard of no. her before or no? I feel like I've heard her name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's um yeah. oh man, she's so she is such, I mean, she's like my guide, my angel, my spirit animal. Like she's, she's everything <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, I had the, the privilege of meeting her because I reached out to um, a mutual teacher of ours, Francesca Mason Boring, um, who's the Shoshone elder that um, mm-hmm. shares, you know, family constellations with the world and that ceremony and i reached out to francesca because i just had this calling to invite her out here um so that she could share constellation work with our community in hawaii and it was anatosh who wrote me because anatosh was helping francesca um facilitate and coordinate all of her facilitations in seattle area and in the united states so anatosh wrote me and um she's also an incredible facilitator and um francesca knew to send her first to sort of like feel it out in hawaii and see if it would welcome the work more so anatosh became our first facilitator that came out here and it was such a special gathering beautiful um oh i mean truly blew my mind as the the healing power of systemic constellation work um, and what it did for our community, what it did for me, how how fast and quantum it was and deep. Mm-hmm. Um, I just loved how efficient it was, you know, and I, I love Francesca using the word um, elegant efficiency. Oh, but yeah. When I met Anatosh, it was such a deep connection. And she knew then already that she was only going to be on earth for just a little while longer. And that too amplified yeah. our connection. And mm-hmm. um, I've just basically just sat at her feet and listened to everything she wanted to share. And she had so much wisdom and she's so humble and hilarious and irreverent. And she's just this like the cutest, most um, vibrant, I think, woman I've ever meet, met. And Aww. yeah, and she, um, she gave everything. I really felt like she she knew. She knew she was going to be transitioning, so she gave it all, like all the wisdom. Wow. And we were so lucky. Yeah, Our community That's was beautiful. so lucky to have her come. She came twice. And, oh, Yeah, right. she did two sessions here, and we just soaked it up. And you said in your book, two weeks before she ascended from the earth plane, that mm-hmm. she left you a message saying darshan i wanted to share the most beautiful experience of dying call me back when you can (laughs) and and your thought was could she be possibly calling me from heaven Mm -hmm. that was surreal our our conversation was super surreal when i called her back i thought what i mean it's it's like talking to an ancestor you know it's like talking to god it's like talking to an angel like someone who's been there and just has recently come back to have a telephone conversation with you (laughs) 
you know, and it was wild too. We were talking about how we would stay connected as if she was just going on a trip. Yeah. You Wait, know? How did you, what did you agree upon? Or it was just through song and through moments of just hilarity. Like she will continue to show me what's so hilarious about this earth and this oh. existence. And then I said, mm. I, then I'll know if I'm like just laughing so hard, like how we always laugh together about everything, about the, just the human, the human life, right? And our human traits. Cause she always, she always looked upon people so kindly and, and she saw like human nature is pretty funny, you know, um, the way that we, the way that we, um, um, navigate. And so, yeah. yeah, that's what she said. She said, I, I will show up that way for sure. And I'll be laughing with you. Uh, Which was so great. It's so great oh, to know. I love okay, it. That's so how. Yeah. And what a gift. I mean, I, you know, when I'm transitioning, if I'm blessed to know that I am and I'm blessed to be really awake and conscious through it, I, mm -hmm. I, that's what I'm taking from her too is her wisdom. Like, um, leave nothing unfinished and definitely like make sure that you are um, giving all the wisdom that you want to give and also making sure people know that there's this constant like eternal connection and you can communicate with each other you know through mm -hmm. these veils mm. I'm receiving that yeah. through you, from her. Yeah. You. Thank you. Yeah, and she even said, I'm, I'm going to help through the whole manifestation of what you're creating and stuff. Oh, that's lovely. Which is so, I mean, it's so wild, right? Because we're so used to praying to our ancestors for these things, but to actually be planning it and talking about it with someone before. before yeah. Before they die. become, yeah, it's a, such a gift she gave. Oh, yeah. My sister and I agreed that we would show up in each other's dreams. Really? Yeah. That's, so that's wonderful to know. It's a to, solid, yeah, yeah. Solid, <laughs> I'll look for a you there. Solid contract. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, but this is, this is wonderful. So, Darshan, what are you, well, this is the question that mm -hmm. wants to come through mm -hmm. is if you were writing another book right now, which you might be, what <laughs> would the title of this chapter be right now? Oh, that's such a good question. You have lovely titles in your book. Oh, They're just so yeah. zingy with energy. Oh, you know, the first, the first word is just literally gratitude. I feel yeah. that, um, I was walking around this weekend on the land here. I was hosting the person that I will be handing this place off to as the next steward. And that was a surprise. Like this just recently happened a few months, sort of the universe preparing me to do this. Um, but I did not expect to meet this person right away. And I met her right away. Mm. Wow. Literally, just to the T, exactly how this uh, elder who was um, guiding me told me how it was going to happen and everything. So I was in shock. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 
I'm going to be handing this place over soon. And so she was, um, I think, integrating it herself too. And so she was in that somewhere in the house and I decided to walk around outside and just really connect to the land and the ancestors. And I just started bawling my eyes out as I walked everywhere because I not only felt my gratitude for the journey that I was on in birthing this place. And I not only saw like flashes of all the humans that have helped me create, mm -hmm. co-create this and all the teachers mm -hmm. and mentors who believed in me and, and helped guide me through all of my dark nights and doubts and fears and, um, and who were always super compassionate when I failed and did terrible things, you know, and had to learn mm -hmm. lessons in a really hard way too. Like all these people started flashing into my mind and I was just so grateful. Mm. Um, so I'm crying, you know, because of all of this is sort of this like recapitulation of the last decade of my life. And the fact that the book just launched over the weekend, that too, I just thought, oh my God, did I just, I wrote, I just wrote a book about the creation of this place. It almost yeah. felt like it was a thesis or dissertation and I was graduating because I'm being called to do something, you know, do something else into my next role. And yes. I thought, oh my gosh, so this is sort of this graduation and it was all just dawning on me on, oh. on the timing, you know, and then what just pretty much put me on my knees, I, I felt like I was on ecstasy at this point, was I started to feel and receive the gratitude of the land and the gratitude of the Aww. ancestors. And what I felt, because this is the most easeful transfer of stewardship I could ever imagine. The person that showed up was like, I know this is a divine appointment. And it's a yes. Oh. I don't even know how much you're going to sell it for, but it's a yes. Like, how oh easy goodness. is that? You know? Yeah. Um, and so easy. There's, yeah, it's just so divine. And so it's the divine flow. And so I was floored, totally floored at how that came to be. And, and I just felt everyone's ancestors hers you know and also like the descendants that are going to be um blessed by what i've created and what she's gonna going to create here um and just how happy the land was mm. and so i would say that this would be if i was to write about this part just this weekend <laughs> Just this yeah. weekend, I'd be like, Fresh. it's just absolute gratitude. You never know really how things are going to interweave and how things are going to connect in your life, you know, and who you're going to meet around the corner that's going to be like a monumental meeting. You, you'll never know. Um, and the, our only responsibility is to just show up authentically to each moment. You know, the way I met this person was I was on a call 
um, with my publisher. And I was just, yeah, just sitting on that call. And she hopped on, even though she wasn't going to hop on the call either. Because she was, um, because I wasn't going to make it on the call either. But I thought something called me like, you have to know, even if you're driving, just get mm. on the call, just listen, mm -hmm. you know. And so she was traveling. So she's literally walking through TSA. And something told her to hop on the moment she got mm -hmm. through the line. And within that moment, someone oh. just happened to mention on the call that I have a retreat center out here on the yeah. big island. And she heard it and she need she needed to hear that. Right. And so, you know, like you look at these, all these connect the dots and stuff. And when you're sitting in those moments when you you get to look back and see how things connected and mm -hmm. weaved man like the, the the flood of gratitude is pretty amazing because then you realize oh my god all these miracles had to happen all of these synchronicities and it really took everyone listening to their hearts and intuition to get to this place you trusted that you trusted yourself that impulse in you that I just have to get on this call. Who knows why? Yeah. And who knows why. you showed up as yourself. And, mm -hmm. and at what I see too, Darshan, is that circling back to your name again, is that vision of the divine. It, you see that in people, you see the magic and the mm -hmm. gifts and the genius you said of people. And it also feels really clear and beautiful how you receive visions of others about you and that goes goes deep into you and goes a long way mm. you know other people have seen your your name in you other people have seen um you said that your, was it your ancestor mm -hmm. or, or something that said oh sorry your teacher that said described how easy this would transition and here it was landing in your space. Uh -huh. just, yeah. It's this nice circle and loop of what you give and what you also receive. Thank you for reflecting that. I totally just like ate that up <laughs> into my into <laughs> yeah. my heart. Um, thank you. Yeah. It's and how divine yeah. is it that we get if we continue to just see the divine in one another imagine the co-creations that are going to come forward from that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful reminder mm -hmm. and message and sinks us back to who we really are mm -hmm. absolutely well i have so much gratitude for you oh, and you too, what you're Candace. doing and you're sharing today and I, I knew it from the first moment we connected and then it just was so easy to talk to you from the beginning and I'm, I'm so happy that we're connected. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for doing this. This is such an incredible way to gather and share and witness each other, you know, um, mm -hmm. in our divinity and in our gifts and the wisdom that we all hold. Mm -hmm. This is a this big, you know. Thank God for technology and podcasts and all this stuff, and and the people yeah. that really use this technology to um, share love, 
and um, this frequency in the world. And I just bow down. I'm so grateful. I'm so honored. This has been um, really an incredible healing and grounding experience for me to talk about this. And yeah, I'm, I'm just super excited to see how you continue yourself to spread, you know, your yan yan and your, your double yeah. happiness all over. I think you are an <laughs> amplification of happiness for sure. You're an amplifier. So thank you, Candice. Thank you. Oh, wow. I'm really receiving that too. And oh, where can people find you and your book? So right now it is um, out as an ebook. And today, well, it'll be later. So, but today is July 1st. It, it's for free, but I am offering it as a, my advanced reader copy. I sent it to you um, and to Chris. And so you guys are so welcome to share that. Just share it um, and uh, forward it to each other. But it is Lovely. available that way. And it is also an ebook form right now on amazon.com it's called the luminary journey um and then it'll be a print book eventually in i think february next year it'll be in bookstores next year and then we're going to work on the audible also next year um probably around august which is exciting oh that's exciting are you going to speak it yourself? Yeah. Oh, no, actually, I think, no, no, I think they're going to choose someone more no. professional I, um, that can enunciate. <laughs> and, you know, I think, you know, we'll see. I, I don't mind not speaking it myself. I feel like yeah. I love audible books. And so I really trust my publisher in picking the right voice. And I get to, I think, choose to. But um, I I love hearing like professional speakers that have that I don't know they just have that frequency and vibration in their voice you know um you have it I love how your voice really really sounds so um I totally trust that it's going to be a divine appointment it's going to be the perfect person to do that so they can definitely find me through those venues but right now um when this comes out. Amazon. And then you can log on to the luminaryjourney.com. And um, there's a giveaway there that kind of condenses the the eight milestones of the luminary journey um, in a giveaway, a free giveaway. And you will can also have an opportunity to um, schedule a time to chat and tell me about your dreams and vision because I am Definitely here and open to Ooh. help people manifest that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. And we'll link all of that to our show notes here and uh, this podcast specifically and your experientials, your advanced reader and the links for luminary journey. You're going to be at com slash Darshan Mendoza. Oh, thank you. So it'd be very easy for everyone to just jump on there and uh, receive all the gifts that you're offering. It, it's wonderful. It's such a gift and I have so much gratitude oh, for you. Oh, thank you. And I'm excited to, to, yeah, and I'm excited that people will have a chance to connect with Yay. you. Me too. I'm I'm really, really grateful, Candace. Thank you so much. And thank you, listeners. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to leave with today? Oh, 
see what comes into your heart? Yeah, you know, I I feel everyone through time and space. And I just want to say to all of you that this divine spark that you know you have within you, this is truly the time to share it and amplify it with the world. Um, it is such an incredible, beautiful, scary, liberating, empowering experience to do so. Um, and you are so not alone in that journey because we're all awakening to that within ourselves. So, you know, listening to podcasts and um, reading the books and um, just having incredible conversations with each other and vulnerably sharing what your dreams are is so integral right now. And um, I'm just really excited for myself to um, be part of all of this that's happening on our earth um, and connecting in mm. this way. So keep connecting, yeah, and keep shining it because we all need it. We all need to be called forward. Yeah, mm -hmm. in our fullest as much as we can. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Mahalo. Mahalo. Salamat. If you've made it this far, thanks so much for bearing with us through the interference on my end of the podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast regardless. It's incredible to hear Darshan's story and to read these bits of her notes that she took while going through the volcano and experiencing just this life-changing, life-altering devastation where she found transformation and meaning in where she saw and experienced a vision for what life could become on this earth it's very inspiring and invites us all to look at what's going on in the world with earth and in our lives that is showing us a new way is showing us to leave the old paradigm or to let things die to let go or surrender into something else thanks so much darshan for coming out to the show i truly enjoyed it and uh, look forward to hearing more from you as a reminder tune into your copy of the advanced reader of the luminary journey lessons from a volcano in creating a healing center and becoming the leader you were born to be that Darshan wrote after the volcano. You can download that for free just by following the links at candicewoo.com slash Darshan. Darshan also mentioned Francesca Mason Boring, a mutual friend and colleague of ours. You can find Francesca's episode at candicewoo.com slash Francesca. If you want to connect with the transcription of this episode, it should be out soon in the next couple of weeks from the published date of this episode. And be sure to check out previous episodes and their transcriptions at the website at candicewoo.com slash podcast. If you want to stay connected to me and receive updates of my travels, self-love notes, as well as workshops, retreats, and podcast updates, find me at my newsletter that comes out every two to three weeks at candicewoo.com slash embody, where you can sign up to receive those. 
it's really wonderful to have you here today and I will leave you with a couple of thoughts and feelings from me I can just hear Darshan saying mahalo and and I invite us all to look at our lives as transformation happening and how we can see transformation through devastation how we can look for the learning that's coming through with things that feel out of our control and also how we can cleanse ourselves so we can shine brightly in the world as ourselves thank you so much for joining us today and see you next time on the Embody Podcast.